Good morning, Sarepta. It's going to be wonderful when I can see you face to face. This, uh, this afternoon, I'm only preaching to my wife and to two Spaniels who are not paying attention. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can gather. We can gather around the word and we pray, Lord, for your blessing. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would teach us this morning. The scripture I want to go to this morning is uh, Mark chapter 5, verse 21 to 34. In fact, uh, probably to about 39. And when Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by, by name. And so seeing him, he fell at his feet and implored him, earnestly saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, so that she may be made well and live. And he went with him, and a great crowd followed and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for twelve years, and who had suffered much under many physicians, and had spent all she had, and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus, and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If I touch his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about into the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And the disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, and fell down before him, and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace, and be healed of your disease. While he was speaking to her, messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. They told him, Your daughter is dead. There is no use troubling the teacher but Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, Don't be afraid, just have faith. When Jesus went into his home, he, he asked, Why is all this commotion? What's all this weeping? This child isn't dead, she's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him. But he made them all leave and took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was laying. Holding her hand, he said to her, he said to her, Talita kum, which means little girl, get up. And the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up and walked around. They were amazed and overwhelmed by what had happened. So these two in this story are both sufferers and have problems which are overwhelmingly painful. Jairus' daughter has been sick and is getting sicker and sicker. And she's at the point of death. And so it seems impossible. There's, there's no alternative. And, and he pushes into Jesus. The woman who has uh, been sick for 12 years, has had this discharge of blood for 12 years and tried all the doctors, is in a, in a predicament, is in, a, is in pain. And she pushes into Jesus. These two sufferers both have great faith in Jesus in spite of the severity of their condition. Jairus believed that just one touch 
just one little touch from Jesus would bring restoration and life to his child. The woman believed that if she could just sneak in and just, just touch the hem of his garment, she would be healed. And so Jairus and this woman both find that at the very point where they're about to get an answer, great challenges arose. The woman, what was she doing? She was trying to get this healing in secret. She came to Jesus from behind and she, she touched the, the hem of his garment. Her being in the crowd and being touched by many people would make them angry if they knew that she was unclean. And so she wanted to do this secretly. Where is Jarius? Jarius uh, was, a, was a member of the synagogue. And he was not too proud. He, he just wanted to come and he wanted the healing which would come from, from Jesus. And so he fell down at Jesus' feet. And he cried out to Jesus and said, Please heal my daughter. And Jesus says yes. And they start off on this journey. And they start off on a journey. But what happens? What happens along the way in the journey? Uh, this woman touches Jesus. And power goes out from him. And, and she is healed. And suddenly Jesus stops. And things change. Jesus uh, asks, who touched me? Who touched me? What a question. The disciples were pretty indignant about that. That's a silly question. But power had gone out of Jesus and he knew that healing had happened. And uh, it was discouraging for Jairus because now the process had been slowed down. Jesus was, was, was being held up by this, by this new situation. And then we see that there's this, this report from one of the, one of the, one of the servants that uh, Jairus' daughter has died. And imagine his heart. He had sunk. He had got so close to the healer who could heal, the person who could bring life. And yet now it had been, it had been a waste of time. But Jesus says, and he gives encouragement to, to Jairus, he says, don't be afraid, just believe. He also gives great encouragement to, to, the do, to the woman. He says, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. I want to just focus in a little bit more on this woman. On this woman who had been ill for 12 years. And had hurt written all over her life. She had, she had been hurting physically, she had been hurting spiritually, she had been hurting socially, and also financially. She had been physically ill, she had this unstoppable, unstoppable bleeding, there was no cure. She was unclean, which meant that she was, uh, maybe if we could relate it to the, the virus today, the coronavirus in which we find, where we find ourselves today, uh, at this time. Uh, maybe I know that she wasn't contagious but it's, she was contagious and she was locked down not just for three weeks or four weeks or five weeks she was locked down for 12 years she couldn't go into the temple she couldn't go to worship because uh, she was unclean 
and there would have been social ramifications for this. She wouldn't have been able to hug her husband. She wouldn't have been able to hug her children. She wouldn't have been able to hug anybody. And that is very devastating. And I, I'm not sure the new, in the new world order in which we're going to find ourselves a little while, in a little while's time when we're allowed to go out, there's still going to be this social distancing. And then there's the financial implication that she, she faced. In trying to heal her disease, she had spent all her money. But the exciting thing about this story is everything changed the moment she touched Jesus. For every hurt you have, for every hurt I have, Jesus is your only hope, is our only hope. And we need to come to Him today. If you've got any hurts, I want you to come today. I want you to uh, lay down your hurts at his, at his feet. I want you to come and touch Him. Because when we touch Him, everything, is, everything changes. It sounds very sim simplistic. Our only hope is Jesus. But in a sense, that's true. Our only hope is Jesus. And we look at what's happening in the world and you think, the answer is a stronger econ economy. The answer is for me to find a new job. The answer is for me uh, to uh, have, have, get, get successful. The answer is, is Jesus. It's always Jesus. I'm not saying that the doctors and the researchers and everybody who is trying to uh, find a cure for this virus are, are, are unwanted or, or, or not necessary. Yes, they are. But we need to do everything with Jesus. And our self-sufficiency needs to be in Jesus. And so we, you and I are sustained by Jesus. Everything you and I do is because Jesus lives in us and His breath is with us. I think for, one of, for, for me, one of the things of this coronavirus is that it has shown us how fragile our lives are, how fragile the economies are, how, how, how fragile our health is. And so we need to be praying for every doctor, every nurse that goes to work, and we need that they would be strengthened by Jesus. Our hope is not in the governments getting things right as they dish out money, as we see the, the Americans dishing out uh, $3 trillion, or I can't remember the exact amount, but they gave out a whole lot of money. I mean, and that is helpful. But we need to know uh, that our, our hope is in Jesus. This woman knew that Jesus could do what no one else could do for her. Jesus is our hope. So in this sea of urgency and there's needs all around, Jesus stops for you and for me. Jesus cares about the individual. Whether it's an elite person, a rich person, a, uh, a beggar, a poor person, an outcast, somebody who's really sick, Jesus cares for them. And when we see Jesus and his, his interaction with the crowds, he touched the lepers and, and, and healed everybody who came to him. He healed, he healed them. He had time. He had time for you and I. And he had time for the thief on the cross, the thief that was, was hanging on the cross next to him. When the, when the, when the thief asked him to, uh, whether he would remember him, uh, Jesus says, Today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus is interested in you and I. Just another, another point is Jesus takes you as you are. 
not who you wish you were. Jesus is not afraid of her uncleanness. He came to the unclean. He came and, and Jesus came to die your death. He came to die my death. He came to take my sin. He came to give me His righteousness. And that's an amazing thing. So we can come to Jesus just as we are. We can come and touch Jesus. And for you and I who trust in Jesus, no matter what our future holds, His peace will never pass away. It says for those who trust. It's not for everyone. It's only for those who trust. And the question we need now to, 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 to ask and just make sure, am, am I trusting the Lord? Am I trusting God for my life, for my salvation, for my tomorrow, for my today? So we need to trust Him for today. So this is a beautiful story, this story from Mark chapter 5. It's a beautiful story of two people, Jairus and a woman who needed healing. And they're coming, them coming to Jesus. And in spite of all the challenges in that, they find their hope, they find their health, they find their healing, they find their life in Jesus. So let's pray. Lord, I pray today, I ask Lord, that each of us here today would push into you. That we would find our hope in you. And we would realize that you are our only hope. And so we thank you. And we thank you for the touch. We thank you for your touch in our lives. We thank you that you break into our lives. And Lord, we want to push into you. We want to get everything that we have out of you. We want to, we want to push into you. And so we want to be like that woman. We want to come and touch your garment. We want to touch you because we know that life and health and joy and peace are found in you. So I bless you this morning, Sarita. I bless you with the mercy of God and the grace of God and the joy of God. And I ask the Holy Spirit that He would come and touch our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bless you all.